Welcome to Wednesday Bible Study. Let's pray and then we're going to get right into our Bible study. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to gather around your word, even while we're online, to discuss uh, matters that concern ourselves, but most importantly, you. I pray, Father, that you would think through my mind and that you would speak through my lips, words that will edify, exhort, comfort, and provoke change in each one of our lives. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to start this Bible study off by asking you a simple question. This is 2021. Uh, we've just began a new year. And um, first of all, I want to know how are you, how are you starting your year off? Uh, what are you putting first? You know, the Word of God tells us, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto us. So my question to you are, what are you seeking first this year? What are you sowing first into the ground this year? And the second question is this, are you, am I, are we supposed to fast? Uh, every year we start out with a 21-day um, Daniel fast, and we've been doing it for several years now, and it's vitally important as we do it that we make sure that our, the intentions uh, behind the fast are what they should be. Uh, even Jesus, back in the day that he addressed the Pharisees, um, one of the things that they, they said uh, the Pharisees would say, as we fast so many times a day, or we fast so many times a week, or we do our ritual routine fasting. But Jesus also made a statement of them. Uh, he said that um, they didn't, though he was right there with them, he says, your traditions have made the word of God of none effect. And, and they didn't recognize Jesus at the very time of his, of his visitation. So fasting in and of itself is not, um, it can be can be taken in a way that uh, it becomes just a ritual form, formal uh, kind of thing we do each year. Uh, but we don't want it to be that. We want it to be far more than that. And so we want to discuss what fasting is. Uh, but I want us to take a couple of looks at a couple of uh, passages of Scripture first, and then we'll get right into it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 through 18 says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. And then your Father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by re repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And then he goes into this passage. And when you fast, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do. 
for they try to look miserable and be heaveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father, who, will, who knows what you do in private, and your father who sees everything will reward you. So several times you hear the word reward uh, as it pertains to prayer and as it pertains to fasting. And I don't think it's coincidental that he brought the two out at this time, prayer and fasting. Um, they actually come together. And, and so I would ask you the question, if prayer is necessary and it's a reward from God, and in, this, in the same passage of Scripture, uh, is not fasting also necessary? He puts them, the two together, prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting. So we're answering the question, is prayer necessary? Yes, I don't think we would all agree there. Is fasting necessary? Let's see if we can prove that or not. I believe it is. Here's another scripture, Matthew chapter 9, verse 14 through 17. And it says, One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, Why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? And Jesus replied, Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them and they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leave an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old, wine, old skins would burst from the pressure spilling wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are prepared. So let's go back to one of the statements it says. It says, as long as the bridegroom is there with them, there's no need to fast. Or there's no, there's no need, um, uh, when, let me just go back and read it. Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Obviously not, the groom is there. Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Right there. Then they will fast. So the groom, speaking of Jesus, has been taken away from us as far as being right there with us, meaning he's not physically present with us right now. The groom, Christ, Jesus. However, he does say that there is a way to get to me, and that way, I believe, is through fasting. In other words... Not that he's, he's always with us. We know that. The, Jesus is with us even as I'm speaking right now. But he's not in a tangible, physical way. By faith, he's there with us. But he's given them an, a, a clue as to how uh, you, can, you can make Christ in you uh, more tangible, more real to you. And I believe it's through this prayer and through fasting that we can celebrate with him through fasting. We can get to a place with him uh, through prayer and through fasting. So let's see what we can find out uh, even more in regards to this. What, what, it, what is fasting? I want to ask that question first. What is fasting? Uh, one writer says, it's the voluntary denial of 
and otherwise normal function for the sake of intense spiritual activity. It is the voluntary denial of an otherwise normal function for the sake of intense spiritual activity. So it's the foregoing, it's the putting away or putting to the side or the pushing away from or the denial of something that is really a regular function of our lives for the purposes of something that is not material, like the presence of God in the realm of the Spirit. And so in that regard, fasting uh, allows us to go to a place by denying uh, our normal creature comforts, like food, like other things that we'll discuss a little further, uh, so that we can go down into the inner well, into the inner spirit, and sup and get a, a greater, stronger, um, um, intense um, uh, experience with him. Uh, and so that's what I believe fasting is for. So fasting, number one, fasting is expected, not required. Fasting is expected, not required, like prayer. Prayer is expected, right? There is no command telling us that we have to pray. You must pray, but we better pray, right? It's expected of us. We are expected to pray. Well, I believe we're expected to fast as well. And we determine, like we determine prayer, we determine how much prayer, how much fasting. We can pray on a regular basis to God. We can fast in a regular routine kind of a way. And you and I determine how that works. But if, if prayer is a necessity and we are expected to do so, then I would submit to you that so is fasting. Fasting is also a, a vital part of it. And the two working together bring us into an intense spiritual experience with the Spirit of God. And we should want that. I know for me, you know, there are times when I, when I sense the Spirit of God calling me uh, to a deeper uh, experience. Like you can get um, layers of the material world around you and, and get going and moving and, and being with people and work and, and the media and all of these things. And they begin to layer on top of you so that your sensing of, of what's going on in your spirit gets a little drowned out. Not that the Holy Spirit goes anywhere and not that he leaves you. It's just that we can't sense his presence like we did before before all the layers and before our mind was so occupied with so many other things going on in it. So fasting is expected, not required. It's expected for the serious believer. The person who, who is deemed a serious, conscious believer ought to work in fasting along with prayer. You know, and to be quite honest, um, if we're failing in the area of prayer, the reason many of us fail in the area of prayer is because we're too busy. We're too busy for prayer. We're too busy for intimacy uh, with our Heavenly Father. And so if we're not praying, we're probably not fasting either. And if we are fasting, it's for something other than what it should be, an intense spiritual experience with the Spirit of God. Number two, fasting draws us closer into the spiritual world with where Christ lives. So we already said that, but it draws us there. So it's like taking off layers and layers and layers 
and layers until we get right down to we are tapped into the realm of the Spirit. We are right there where the Spirit of God, we can intermingle with the Spirit of God on a regular basis with some intensity, with some real um, knowing that He's there, knowing He's alive on the inside of me, uh, having, a, a, as it were, a, a, a conversation and knowing that, that He's rubbing, you're rubbing off on Him. One of the greatest things about conversing uh, with others, especially uh, in this regard, conversing with the Spirit of God, is there's something that is that is very tangible about um, the conversation. When you get with someone that you like being around, like being with, someone who encourages you, someone who uh, instills um, uh, a level of, of confidence in you, uh, and you leave there impacted, there's something wonderful about that. Well, Imagine what the Holy Spirit can give us when we really touch Him uh, in the realm of, of the Spirit. Uh, when we really uh, allow our really hearing from Him precisely and Him rubbing up against us. There's, there's a reason why people after a fast seem to be more focused and bold and confident. It's because they've been spending time with the Spirit of God. Some inner working has been happening on the inside of them that, that, that is part of that reward that I believe God is, that Jesus is talking about in Scripture. He says, whatever we do privately, not for show, but for the purposes of getting to know Him, when we do that, we are privately, internally impacted, but it displays itself on the outside. Something happens when we pray when we fast, there's something that, that just happens. Now, we shouldn't go into it that way with something's going to happen in, in our prayer. I'm going to move God. It is not that. It is not. Fasting is not uh, uh, for the purposes primarily so that I can move a situation. I can change a circumstance. It is so that I can, I can be changed by the presence of God, that I can be with him. I can be in his presence. I used to attempt to go into times and seasons of prayer, maybe even fasting with this agenda, like these are the things I need to take place while I'm here. These are the things that need to be impacted. Uh, these are the things I'm going to be praying about while I'm here. And to be quite honest, those things were somewhat frustrating because uh, I would be looking for those things to happen shortly after I came off my fast. I'm looking to see if it took place I wasn't really looking at what has taken place in me. I was mostly looking at what's going to take place out there. And, and so uh, I was losing the real value of fasting because fasting is for intensity with me in the Spirit of God, just getting to know Him, not getting moved out of that, that zone, as it were, to a place where I'm now seeking what can I get out of this. What am I getting out of this? I'm getting the presence of God out of it. I'm getting the, the Spirit of God out. I'm getting rubbed by the Eternal One in it. And that's what we should be going. If other things happen, praise be to God. And sometimes they do. You know, there are, have been called fast in the Old Testament. One in particular was Esther when she called the nation of Israel to fast so that for the deliverance of, of, of Israel, um, uh, that was huge. Uh, I mean, they were about to be wiped out. And so she had a specific reason for doing it. So there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying that as a routine, we should go into fasting in our own personal prayer, prayer private lives as a means of getting closer to him. 
Number three, fasting reveals those things in our life that have gained control over us. Fasting reveals those things in our life that have gained control over us. Do you know that God does not want us to be controlled by anything or anyone but his spirit? And so uh, early on in fasting, you may, you know, especially in those first couple of days of fasting, going into the second or third day, depending on what kind of fast you're doing, uh, if you're doing like a three-day fast and you're fasting from food, um, you can get real ugly um, and kind of short with people uh, during that time. And you may say, well, it's because I'm not eating any food and my blood sugar is low and, and, and I'm just agitated or whatever. But those are the things that are in us. How do we know that they're in us? Because they came out of us. And so fasting reveals to us if we get... Uh, prideful or if we get a little anxious about some things or we just stay wrought up and angry, that's a revelation of what's been lurking in our soul that we can now deal with it because it has come to the surface. Isn't it good to have things come to the surface in our life? You know, isn't it good to, to know that they exist and then God is not getting rid of us. He's like, you've gotten so close to me, I can reveal more things to you and we can deal with those things. So, uh, fasting reveals those things that rule or have control of us or have gained some level of control over us. And it's so wonderful that having spent time with God, the potter uh, takes and he begins to shape the clay and change the clay and, and make the clay uh, 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 pulling out those angers and those bitternesses and those lusts and those perversions and all those things that existed, uh, pull them out by his work, just by spending time with him. Just by spending time with him, he does a work on us. And so doing that, voluntarily um, putting yourself under, as it were, uh, so that you can be surgically worked on through this fast um, is a wonderful thing. In a sense, you're taking your soul and you're saying, here, God, it's yours. I've had an accumulation of a whole lot of different things uh, over the past six months, a year, that I just need to get that crud out of me. So I'm putting it in, in the shop, and I trust you to do the work on it. I just want to spend time with you. I'm just going to put my car in the shop, the car of my soul, the engine of, of my life, the soul, and I'm putting it in there, and you just do whatever you want to with it while it's there. And then I want to be brand spanking new when you come out, roaring over like a big uh, engine, sounding good. And that's what happens. That's why we're so, you know, we've experienced as a, as a church when we go on a 21-day fast, I can feel, like in some ways, in a very tangible way, I can feel uh, the, the spiritual atmosphere changed around the fast. And, and, and I think it's a wonderful thing early in the year, we do it. In January, we actually did did it twice in, in uh, 2020 um, because we just felt like, man, this is just a we just need a time while we're in this 2020 year for another time to set aside things for God. But the atmosphere, the spiritual climate of our church has always gone up, and and we love it because you start the year that way and you just kind of ride that cloud for a little while uh, as you start the year. So, I, I, again, should, am I supposed to pray? I, I'm making an argument that I believe we are supposed to fast and pray. 
uh, on a on a regular basis, and you know this be uh, sparking something that you can do throughout the year. You can do one day a week, you know. You can do one day a month. You can do something that that puts you in that same position on a regular basis. You know, go in for a tune-up. You know, your oil has to be changed. You should change it. I think at least twice a year, if not more. You know, every, we go every five thousand miles, so that's probably for us between uh, twice a year to you know you know to three times a year uh, to get the oil change. Why? Because we want to keep the car running. Why should you fast? Because you want to keep your engine running, your spiritual engine running. Number four, fasting confirms what God's word, that, that God's word can sustain us like food sustains the physical body. Um, so when we, when we fast, and we really do it the right way. When I say the right way, we really take time to pray, to read the Word of God, and to sup on Him, to eat and feast on the Word of God. You'll find out, wow, it really does operate as a fulfiller. It fills my soul. It fills me up. I am satisfied. Uh, it does. The Word of God can sustain me. You know, Jesus at uh, one time. Uh, hadn't eaten all day, and he went. The disciples went off to get some food, and he had spent some time there um, ministering to the woman at the well. And when he came back, when the disciples came back with the food and presented it to him, he said, "I have meat that you know not of." In other words, my meat is to do the will of my Father. He was satisfied from God, from His Father, from the Word, and, and likewise it, it is for us. Now, let me caution you. Um, as you, as you, if you decide that you want to fast, don't don't look for something real quick. It it will happen. You will find the sustaining force of the Word of God, but your body is going to go through some torment first, and and rightfully so. If it were that easy, everyone would be doing it. Everyone would be doing, it, but it's not easy. It's because your flesh has its likes. Your flesh likes to be made comfortable. When you take something away from your flesh. Um, it's going to have a little, little revolt until you train it that you can't have your way. And so the next part of that, and let me just add this, this is, this is a quote, uh, fee fasting is actually feasting. Fasting is feasting. You're actually feasting, not on food, but on the word of God and on, and not on some other things. Again, we'll mention in just a minute. Okay. Number five, last one, fasting helps us maintain balance. Now here, fasting helps us to say yes to what we need to and no to what we need to. No, that creates balance. I know for me, that's when I get out of balance is when I'm not able to say no more so than not saying yes. Um, uh, yes sometimes comes a little easier than the no's. And the no's are, I think, are the things, uh, a no uh, uh, not saying no is a yes to something. And so uh, no, being able to say no to yourself, being able to say no, put that away. No, I'm not going to eat that. No, I'm not going to watch that. No, that's a big deal. That's a big, big deal. The power to say no and to bring that kind of balance back into your life, that spiritual balance into your life where you're able uh, by the strength of the power of God on the inside of you to say no to a few things. Boy, this past Christmas, man, 
it seemed like I had chocolate coming out the wazoo. <laughs> I mean, and I like it. I like some chocolate, especially the kind that has peanuts in it. And, uh, and can, I, can I get an amen out there from anyone? But anyway, chocolate and me go fine. But, but, and, and I've got some, I got so much chocolate now that I've got some stored away. I can put some away. Now, don't try to break into my house and get it. But I can, I can put some away now uh, for times uh, in the future. But, but uh, for a while there, it was kind of hard to say no. It's kind of hard to say no. But thanks be to God, you know, through fasting and through this fast that we have coming up, uh, even now, being able to, to right now is more difficult. But, but in two, three days, won't be a problem. 21 days, be re real easy uh, because it won't have that same draw, that same effect. And so obviously part of, part of fasting is getting those toxins out of your body that create the desires as well. But, but the ability to say yes to what you need to say yes to and no to the things you need to say no to will bring about a proper balance in your life. So that you you won't you'll be able when you instead of going out there and doing something you don't need to be doing you'll be able to say no to it. All right. So here's some things that 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 um, that we're gonna say no to. And if you buy into this yourself, if you believe, do I need to fast? Yes, I need. Yes, I need to fast. Here's some things uh, that I would suggest to you that you could fast from during this time. The most obvious is food, and that's what the Bible is speaking of uh, primarily is food. And food. Uh, obviously consumes a big part of our thinking. Well, it consumes a big part of my thinking. And, um, and, and I'm certain for, for most people, uh, it does. And for some, it's not just a matter of it taking some time. It actually operates as a big um, means of comfort. And, um, and so pushing food away or eating less of it or eating um, uh, not so much of the wrong kind. What we do during this 21-day fast is we, we abstain from sweets and meats. Uh, primarily, we, it's the Daniel diet, uh, the Daniel fast that we see in the book of Daniel where he didn't eat any of the, um, the king's delicacies nor the meats. And so that, that in and of itself, pushing away from sweets and meats, uh, for many will do you wonders of creating more time, creating more opportunity for you to be with the, in the Word of God. Now, some of you may even be doing a, a three-day fast where you're not eating food um, or, or, or it may be just drinking water. Uh, that, that's another level. Uh, sometimes I'll do that myself where I'm, tr I'm, I'm seeking to not eat anything during that period of time, and then I go into the, the, the regular meat and sweet fast. It just kind of kicks me into gear, and, and, and that's what I'm seeking to do this year by the help of the Spirit of God. Uh, so that, um, you know, pushing away from food, being able to say no to food. If I can say no to food, there's a lot of other things I can say no to uh, as well by His grace. Number two, this will be an interesting one, pushing away from people. You know, it's important for you to make some time for solitude and silence. And so pushing away from people in such a way that you don't need that feel of people. Um, you're no good for people if you need people around you all the time. At some point, you need to pull away from them and then go back. I was just reading about Jesus. Uh, uh, during the day, during the night, he would go up uh, on the Mount of Olives and pray. And then the, during the day, he would come back down 
to the people in the synagogue and minister. And then he would go back to his silent place, and solitude place, and he would come back again to minister. And I truly believe until we're able to be alone by ourselves in silence and in solitude, we can never really be of great value to the people around us. So the people need us to fast and pray, and they need us to fast from them even so that we can be of benefit to them. And so fasting from people, you don't, we don't need to be around people all the time. Take this time to push away, push away from people, not dislike them, not out of a sense of, I don't want to be around them, but out of a sense that I want to be around them, but I want to be purposeful when I'm there. I want, I want to be able to be used uh, to benefit their lives. And so fasting from people, and you know what that would mean to you. I know what it means to me to do that, but you need to figure out what that means to you. How would you fast from people? Maybe it's a, it's a uh, relationship that you just y'all just have all the time. Maybe you need to just push away from it just for a little while so that you can come back with more meaning. Number three, this is a big one: fasting from media. Um, uh, we are media junkies. Our 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 society today is media junkies. Uh, we like to hear the beat. We like to find out what's coming on next in the news. We like to feed ourselves on the media. We get into a media frenzy. We don't even like to go to bed until we've heard from the local news or whatever that might be. Or, or we're constantly getting uh, texts and emails or whatever, uh, YouTube videos. But, but take some time just to push away. I'm telling you, it won't do you any harm to do so. Sure, you may not know what's going on in the nation. Sure, you may not miss out on the, the, the next murder in, in your local area, you know. Or you may mess up on who's just did this to whatever. But that's okay. You don't need to have your mind clouded with that kind of stuff all the time, okay? So media, all forms of media, push back away from it. I'm not saying that you cannot look at or view a movie or whatever the case may be. But you know what that means to you. You know how much media you are consuming. So I'm just saying push away from it. Say no to it. You know, take some time in the evening instead of first thing you do, uh, turning on the television when you come home from work or last thing you do is turn off the television when you go to bed at night. Uh, first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is check your emails, check your texts, whatever. Just push away from it. It's going to take some work. You, you'll feel the, the shakes when you do it, but I guarantee if you'll do it, you'll be the better for it. Number, number four, unnecessary phone calls, emails, and texts. That's kind of like media, but it's a little different. This is, this is direct contact from phone calls, emails, texts. Push it. Now, some unnecessary. I, I did make a, 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 a statement. Unnecessary phone calls, emails, and texts. Unnecessary phone calls, emails, and texts. Now, you may have to do what I do. I, I don't put my ringer on, number one. Most time, and I think I aggravate some people that way, is my ringer is mostly off through the day, all the time. My wife calls me, it always goes to the ringer first. Now, I, I look to see who's calling, and you know, you get your little pop-up messages, but I don't want something beeping around me all the time, especially when I'm trying to do something meaningful, like reading the Word of God. And so, as a habit, I've just cut my, my um, put my silence, silencer on all the time, 
and, and that keeps from hearing text messages or anything else beeping, 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 beeping all the time. And I'm easily distracted. So I, I need silence. I need, um, you know, I need because my mind will just kind of go over there real quick. Um, so think about that as well. You know, do you need to respond to every text? Is, would it be all right for you to put on your silencer so it's not beeping all day long? These are just practical things. And then the last one. Um, fast from consumerism. Fast from being a consumer for a little while. Now, there's certain things that you're going to have to do, like go buy some gas. We, can, we all consume gas. But there are other things that you don't need to do. You know, when the good sale is on, during these next 21 days, do you really, are you going to be short on clothes for real? Are you going to be short on shoes for real? Are you going to be short on, on um, you know, buying a, a new gadget? For real, just push back on consuming, consumerism. You know, you don't need to go and don't even look at advertisements. Don't even, don't even go there. Isn't it amazing to me how uh, the the our brains have been so sold out to the to the uh, the media, your Facebooks and all those others. When you watch looking at something and something pops up. Some type of, they're trying to sell you on something, and all you have to do is click on it, and then they start bugging you forever for the next best socks in the world. <laughs> and I've done that before. They, they describe it as best socks in the world, and I hit the button. Next thing you know, best socks all over the world come up to me. I don't need no socks, even though I like socks. But 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 it puts you in the mind frame of getting, getting, getting more, more, more. That that very um, uh, that that word, we need more, more, more. No, you don't need more, more, more. I got more, more, more. I don't need more, more, more. I need less, 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 right? I need less, less, less. So those are the five things that we can consider. I'm just saying consider pushing away from food, people, media, uh, phone calls, emails, texts, and consumerism. What for? So that we can enter into a intense spiritual activity with the Spirit of God. I hope this makes sense to you. Uh, again, those of you that are members of New Day Christian Church, we are um, started our first day of our 21-day fast today, January the 6th, and we'll carry on until 21 days later, whatever that is. And, um, and abstaining primarily from meats and sweets, if you want to carry it out a little deeper, um, feel free to do so. But, but make it yours. And don't do it just so that you can lose weight or so that you can cleanse your body. Do it because you really want to aggressively seek after God. And, and all those other benefits will come. You'll feel more focused. You'll feel fresh. You'll feel less lethargic and tired and, and apathetic and all those other things. But do it first and foremost to seek Him. I hope you've gained something out of this. I hope this means something to you and, and that you'll use it in these next 21 days and really throughout the rest of this year that you'll take some time out to fast and to pray or pray and fast. Um, this is Wednesday. Uh, if you desire to give, you, you may do so by going on to our online, www.newdaycc.com, or you can give uh, by way of text with the app, or you can also give um, uh, uh, here at the church. Um, our, our Bibles, I mean, our um, Sunday service at 8.30 and uh, 10 o'clock, and we're going to start a new series.
this coming Sunday. Um, it's on the family, you know, the greatest institution ever. As a matter of fact, when we lose the family, we lose society. A lot of people think well, we're going to be attacked from the outside. The Chinese are going to get us. The Russians are going to get us. The whoever know. No, the greatest damage we could do to our country is to have a broken family. And so we're going to start with that series, God willing, uh, this Sunday. God bless you. Also, for members, we will have a Wednesday, I mean, a Saturday morning prayer uh, throughout this uh, uh, time of fasting uh, here at the church if you choose to come. Uh, eight, eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday, starting this Saturday. So uh, you're more than welcome to come and be a part of that as well. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you. Uh, let's pray uh, and let's end our time together. Father, we thank you for this time. Um, we, we thank you for you lead us, you lead us into this, this time of fasting. Um, and we, we desire to meet you there. Uh, so thank you for giving us the will to do so, the desire to do so. Thank you for working within us, the will and to do of your good pleasure. We pray all this in the matchless name of Jesus. And those of you that are watching out there, say a hearty amen. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Wonderful evening.